You're listening to it, Dest. Keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. You're listening to it. Keep going. You're listening to Dest. You're listening to Daily Dose of Wood Podcast, hosted by Jimmy Gang and PPW. How are we doing, loyal listeners, Daily Dose of Wood patients? What's going on? We have a little housework going on here at the Daily Dose of Wood headquarters, so you might hear some thumping and yeah, bumping. There's, there's some bumping and thumping. We're getting some new side Jello here. Ball is gone forever. Jello Ball <laughs> is MIA, so... He's not answering our phone or... He's an only child, so this is really affecting his parents in a way that no other can relate. He was last seen wearing a uh, sombrero and, and a poncho. He was fishing at the lake up the block. Yeah, he was fishing. He likes to feed the ducks in the creek by your house. Yes, he usually goes there. He likes the ice cream man, so if a person came with a van and offered him ice cream or some candy. Or if you see him driving the ice cream van, yeah. please don't go to authorities right away. Please contact yes. one of us. Contact us first. We're going to try to get him out of the situation it's before we get scary. him into he, a situation. He's done this before. He's been duped. When you approach him, please don't call him Jake. He only goes by Jello Ball now. Do not make any loud noises. He will be very startled. Don't look him in the eyes either. Uh, just look pet at him. His, you yeah, got to pet him. Pet his head and look at his feet. From front to back. And start naming very good foods. Like uh, He likes Cheetos, Pringles. Yes. Just, start, just make him feel like he's welcomed. He likes Ognek Pizzeria. So yes. if you do see him, maybe approach him. Go to Ognek first. Get a pizza. And I cannot stress this him. enough. Do not raise your voice. He gets no. very startled easily. Yes, and then he could he could either cause harm to you or he could just take off. And that's uh, and if you see him with an adult that doesn't look like his family members, don't contact the authorities. Please. Contact one of us. This has happened before. He gets very lost easily. He likes feeding the ducks. Thank you. Moving forward, we got our shout-outs going on, so hit us up. Let's work out some contract negotiations and move forward with this. You know, We're looking for sponsors. I think it's better than, you know, putting a sponsorship out on the commercial or in the newspaper because the people here are listening to Daily Dose of Wood and it would be more effective to have your commercial on here. So let your parents know, get them to get their business on the podcast. Absolutely. Um, when we had the Irie TV sponsorship going, we raised their sales over 75%. Yeah, and they were very happy that's with hard us. That's statistics. And now they're looking to do an even bigger deal right now. That's why we haven't mm-hmm. thrown them on yet. We're actually in contract yeah. negotiations with Glass, them now. Tori bird lawyer. Yeah, we, well, we don't have her on the case, but, you know, that is going to be our future lawyer, Tori Glass. I don't know if we told her it's gonna, she's no. going to be our lawyer. She specializes in bird law. Bird law, so, that's right. Arming, and, you know, physically jello, affecting. Jello ball with the ducks and everything. It yeah, just ties in. It all, well. full circle, comes back mm-hmm. together. We also are going to tell you that the Daily Dose of Wood Golf Challenge will be taking place this Sunday, June 7th, tea time, 10 o'clock at Golf Course Goalhaven. I believe it's Goalhaven. I think we're just doing nine because of the time restrictions and everything, but it's still, it's still golf. Yeah, you know, after nine, I usually start. Sometimes I have a couple beers in me, and, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm not golfing good, you, I might lose a club here oh. or there, start swinging the clubs. I mentally check out after the 13th hole. I could start acting like a 13-year-old who didn't get his ice cream. Yeah, absolutely. I From holes... 13 to 16, I black out. You forget. You're, Not you're because of like alcohol or anything. It's just like I'm just, I am I check out, I yeah. mentally check out. So we got the golf outing going on Sunday. Golf you want to explain your team? Golf challenge, yeah. We're going to be playing best ball. We had the Weedham boys as our prospects, mm-hmm. right? 
So we went in the snake draft. We actually did a one through ten with Bubo Jello Ball to see who picked first. R.I.P. Jello Ball. His number was ten, and me and Brian guessed every single number up to ten. And yeah. I guess 10 on the last try. I think he was colluding. I think he wanted you to have the first pick. But then he said... He always loves cheating me out My birthday of is June 10th, so it didn't make sense. But Joel I was a compulsive liar. never had that before where you go 1 through 10. It's usually the first or second try that someone gets it. It was the last try. We, we couldn't believe it. <laughs> it, was, it was very odd. So I had the first pick of the draft. I went with Babylon University student Will Hellum. Graduate. He's tall, right? Six seven, two hundred twenty-five pounds, wide receiver. Yeah, we did a snake draft, so Jados took Willie off the map. Then I went with Cood, Matt Modest. He's just a known golf connoisseur. And then right back at you, I went with J Bone. And uh, I, I don't think he's golfed in like two years, but I know he's a competitor, and I know he's good vibes. I want good vibes for my team. I need good chemistry. I'm looking forward to seeing him back here on Long Island. I don't think that kid stepped foot on Long Island. In I haven't about seen him since like November when we went to his apartment. I miss him. He's a good time. You know, he yeah. really brings a lot of lies, a lot of fun yeah. to the he, community. He has great chemistry. Good great vibes. chemistry. Then after that, for the third pick, I picked up Frank Fiorino. Just all around, you know, one, one of my good friends, another loyal listener, probably our top loyal listener. He gets a shout out at least every podcast. I was talking about that with him. Whenever it drops, he's texting me like, you should have done this better or like, good, yeah, he's good a, point made here. Yeah, he, He's our fucking thesaurus. He, he is a good pick because, you know, I don't know if he's a great golfer, but I do know that he gets very serious and he, he likes to count. Like he's always on top of strokes. So I know he's not going to let us lose through cheating. He's going to yeah. be on top of Robbie Lang, who's a well-known cheater throughout the golf community. Jello Ball is a well-known cheater. So we is got he? both well-known cheaters on our team. So then, yeah, my fourth pick was Jello Ball because we are going to be videotaping this and content. Jello Ball is my right-hand man, and I need him with the camera. And I know he's a, like you said, he's a hybrid, and he said he's he's good for, you know, best ball games. And Max Schiffo, you were up there for getting getting picked. I know you just had a great round of golf. but he's tight, man. I got I to gotta go for the strategic strategy here and go best ball and pick Bubo. Yeah, absolutely. And then I rounded up with the last pick, Mr. Irrelevant, Rob Lang. I've heard nothing but bad things about his golf game, but... Every time me and Rob have been on a team, we've never lost, ever. Drinking games, flag football, nothing. We've, we've always been undefeated. So, again, I went for the chemistry and the good vibes, and I think that will play a huge factor. And also, the curse of Jesus on me from oh, last episode. Oh, I forgot about so that. So, I'm coming off the worst round of golf, and the golf gods hate me right now. And I haven't been to confession or anything, so that might play a gigantic wow. part of this tournament. We put, I made the lines at. Oh my god! We just oh, had Jello shit. Ball. He looks like he just ran a marathon. <laughs> Jello, where have you been? Your parents have been looking an for, you. for you. Yeah, so uh, I I just did a little walk before I came here. You know, I live right across the street, and I was doing a little pre uh, pre recording walk. Got a nice lake over there. Saw a couple ducks. Started feeding them. Next thing I know, Mr. Softy driving down the block. Everyone knows I need my double comb with the rainbow sprinkles. So I'm like, hey, my guy, let me get a double comb rainbow sprinkles. Next thing I know, he pulls out a gun, and I'm just like, ah, shit. Luckily, I always keep a shank on me. So I decide to pull it out, stab the guy. What else can I do besides feed him to the ducks, hop into the ice cream truck, steal it, and I've been riding around town uh, selling ice cream. So now we got Jello Ball back in the studio. We were pretty spot on with uh, what happened. Please still do not contact the authorities <laughs> after not. this story breaks. This is, that's a very incriminating story that and we just And we do told. not want to see him end yeah, up in so jail. So just please just keep that low key. If 
Team Jernigan wins. You have to DM three girls that I choose with a message that Bubo approves of is appropriate to be sent. That it's not like too hard. Like, let me see your tits or like yeah, something like that. that something like that be would be believable well. that you would actually send it. Okay. And the same goes for you. All right. Now, one of our newer segments, top five. Top five, no debating. Top, top five, top five, top five. All right. So today our top five topic will be five celebrities you absolutely know for certain that you could beat up in a fist fight. Yeah. All right. I'll go first. Uh, he's not really a celebrity or famous, but he's he's known. Uh, Glennie Balls from the rival opponent. He is... I hate him. I don't think he's funny at all. I think he just has a job because he's fat. And from a former fat guy perspective, if you're fat, you got to be funny. Yeah. You're not going to get girls or anything if you're not funny and you're fat. Pendulum doesn't swing both ways. James Corden, number five, is mine. The guy who does like the late night show, I don't think he's funny either. The corpo karaoke, give me a break. Yeah. And I just think that, you know, not... Not good hype. We're not a fat shaming podcast. If you're funny, we like you. We've both been fat before. Yeah. I'm going to go with Kevin Hart. I'm just, most of my list is going to be short people, people that I know I'm taller than because I'm short. So if you're shorter than me, I know it can kick the shit out of you, Kevin Hart. Okay. And my number four is pretty broad. It's um, any TikTok star ever in the universe. If you have a lot of views on TikTok, I will most likely be able to kick your fucking ass. <laughs> My number four is going to have to be Jimmy Kimball. I'm just really rolling with the late night hosts here. But Jimmy Kimball and my political views do not align. I'll leave it at that. I'm going to go with Wee Man, another short guy. You just feel like he doesn't, well, he does have some dog in him, but he's just too short for me. So I'll kick his ass. Yeah, one knee to the head, he's done. You don't even have to move. Uh, my third is E from Entourage. He's a little cunt in the show, and he's small. I would two-piece McChicken him. My third is going to have to be 6ix9ine. I'm a fan of 6ix9ine, but, you know, I just think I, I know. I don't think. I know I could single-handedly take him out with one punch, and he loves to talk shit. And I'm going to go with Peter Dinklage, the midget or short person from Game of Thrones. I'm sticking with if you're shorter than me. I'm, I have the utmost confidence in my fighting skills. Uh, my number two is Bill Gates. He's a old fucking dork <laughs> my number two is gonna have to be yk osiris am i saying that right mm -hmm. he's been on academics page you know calling out rappers boxing rappers saying he's the king of boxing of the rappers and i know for a fact that one leg kick to the temple would sleep him my next one is mini me from austin powers again he's he's the smallest of them all i feel like so right, if you're yeah. tiny oh uh, yeah well i guess I really can't beat the shit out of him then but you're going to beat up his grave? I could have beat the shit out of him. Sorry, right, I'll go to the next one. My last one is Tobey Maguire, formerly, known, formerly known as Spider-Man. I would 1,000% knock him out. He's, you know in Hollywood he has a rep for being like the cuntiest guy ever? And besides Spider-Man, I hate all of his fucking movies. My number one is going to be Little Pump. I do like his music, but I think that he just promotes drugs, violence, and all the wrong things. And his audience is mostly high school and middle school kids. His views do not align with my views once again. Bubo, your turn. My number one is Paul Giamatti, the guy from Big Fat Liar, uh, the, I believe, the manager or agent for NWA and Straight Outta Compton. Every single role I see that guy in, he just pisses me off. He's a real prick. I don't know if he's shorter than me, but I just don't like his vibes. And he doesn't, I don't think I can kick his ass, so he needs an ass kicking. So I'm going to have to go out of my way just to do it. That made no sense, but I can kick his ass. I like it. I like it. <laughs> 
Alright, we're gonna be calling my boy E. Ramsey The Riddler For the Riddler segment We're gonna Wait, see if fuck, he I forgot the riddle. cracked the code And I'm looking to get him here On the podcast for a real estate section That's why we Eric, how here. you doing? Good man, what are you doing? It's Jimmy Jernigan and BPW You're on the Dodos Wood Podcast What's good, E. Rams? What up, Jimmy Jernigan? Jay Dodosie? What's burn? I got a question for you, you ready? What's up? What goes up but never comes down? My swag <laughs> we are now calling Mike Savisco, the CEO of Barway. Savvy, bro. Savvy, my guy. What is good? Oh, is that my boy Jado? It's Jimmy Jernigan and BPW. What You're the on the Daily Dose of Wood podcast. You're on it, kid. <laughs> got a, what is going on? Got a quick question for you. What is up? Yeah, shoot. What goes up but never goes down? Three. Two. I would say me pounding a fucking brew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, kid. Thank you very much. Frankie Birmingham. Hey, this is Daily Dose of Wood. You're on yes, the Daily Dose of Wood podcast. Let's go. I just hung up on one of my clients for this. Let's go. Good. <laughs> Love that. You better answer this question. So, what I mean, Brian? What goes up but never comes down? Yeah, Brian. Um, remember that time um, in college? All right. Thank uh, you, Frankie. I have no, I have no <laughs> idea. All right. We are now calling Jello Ball. He left to go back to his house, so we didn't tell him the code. We'll see if he could crack it. Jello Ball. Hey, what's up? We got a riddle for you. You ready? Yep. What do you guys got? What is it today? What goes up but never comes down? Mm-hmm. My age has never went down, so age? Yeah! We now have a little clip of our conversation with starting guard for the Green Bay Packers, Billy Turner. In order to watch the full conversation, please go to our YouTube show, at Daily Dose. We got to talk about football. We got to talk about what it's like living in Minnesota right now and what he thinks on the whole George Floyd killings. Yeah, you've been on the Dolphins, started a career with Dolphins, played for the Broncos, and then the Packers now you're with. Some of those seasons successful, some unsuccessful. This past one, very successful. What goes into a successful team? Honestly, it's all in the locker room. You know, you got to be as close and tight-knitted of a group as you can be while respecting each other. You can't have a lot of me, me, me guys because when you have that, Guys get emotional and, you know, stuff kind of starts going up in smoke. Honestly, this past year was the most successful team that I've been on because we were probably the closest in the locker room that I had been a part of, you know, any type of team, you know, atmosphere thus far throughout my NFL career. It was comparable to what I was a part of in college as far as how close the guys were and guys were out there fighting for the guy to the left and the right room, as well as the coaching staff. And you know the media likes to depict everything in a negative way, especially with the selection the Packers made in the first round. What's been the energy inside the team atmosphere? I know you're very good friends with 12 Aaron Rodgers. What is his thoughts and your thoughts as a protector of the quarterback? You know what? As a player, you come to realize and you come to notice really quick that there's someone in the building every day trying to take your job. doesn't matter if you're the best player in the world or the last guy on the roster. There's always someone in there that is trying to and competing to take your job and to try to get on the field. So, you know, with that being said, Aaron has been on the other side of this before. If anyone in the NFL is prepared to handle this, call it adversity, and to handle what's going on right now better than anyone, it's him. You know, because he's been on the other side. 
So he knows what to expect. He's a great leader. He's a great coach on the field. And Love should be ecstatic that he ended up in the situation that he did. Because that kid might not touch the field for the next five, six, seven plus years and just have that many years of knowledge from one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game. And when that kid does get his opportunity to go out there and play, whether it's in Green Bay or somewhere somewhere else, he's going to be prepared and he's going to be light years ahead of other people that were in his draft class and in that position. Look how it worked out for Aaron being behind Brett Favre. I mean, just being one of the GOATs now, still playing. What's it like being in this pandemic on the NFL team, not being able to work out or have team meetings in person? What's it been like and what are your thoughts on the season moving forward? Uh, It's different. It's unique. You know what? But it's adversity nonetheless. This is adversity that everyone in the world is dealing with. And, you know, it doesn't matter that I'm a professional athlete or not. I'm dealing with the same issues and dilemmas that everyone else on this planet are dealing with right now. So, you know, it, it is different just because our schedule is different. We can't be in person working out with our team and our coaches learning um, visually and being able to have OTA practices and go through plays and et cetera. You know, but we're making the best out of the opportunity in the situation that we can. Using Zoom like this to basically go through meetings, go through the playbook, teaching the younger guys and trying to keep things loose and whatnot, trying, you know, you don't want things to get stale at this point in time just because they can so quickly when you're not able to do things how you usually do that. You know, it is different, but like I said, this is adversity that the human race is dealing with right now. Do you think NFL fans will be able to be in stadiums to watch you guys play on Sundays? It's a great question. I have no idea. I think um, moving forward here, I think the NFL will probably kind of check out what the NBA is going to do, maybe maybe here in July, et cetera, to maybe to see how they go forward with their rest of their season playoffs. And when it comes to fans, um, you know, NFL games notoriously hold, you know, minimum 70,000 people, it seems like, you know. So that's a lot of people. That's a lot of money. I know they're going to want to try to get people in the stadium. But when it comes to the safety and the well-being of us as humans, the population, I don't know if that's going to be something that can be done this year. Maybe eventually, maybe not. They might cut it in half. It might just be friends and family. I'm sure they're going through all of those scenarios to figure out what's going to work the best for us. Deshaun Jackson came out and said a potential idea that he's come up with is players being mic'd up. How would that go, you think, if that happened? And what kind of things will we hear as fans? Uh, There would definitely be a lot of stuff on those mics. A lot of it would probably not be allowed to uh, be leaked out to the public. Um, You know, and and that's just kind of what happens when you got a bunch of grown men out there competing and and talking shit. Like, it gets ruthless sometimes, Um, you know. But it is an idea. It could potentially kind of spice some things up. I think the NFL probably should look into micing more people up than they usually do. I don't know if it's going to be, you know, the entire offense or the entire defense. I don't even know if that would work as far as mics go. You know what I mean? We might get too static, be too close and whatnot. But honestly, I think they should look into micing up more people just to give an audience a different feel, a different look to the game since they're not able to see the game potentially in public and in the stadium. All right. Like I said, be sure to go on YouTube and check out the rest of that interview. There's a lot more good information, good conversation on there. 
Thank you for watching the Daily Dose of Wood show from Kermit the Frog. Kermit, I'm